The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, welcome back. Another off-season special of The Pod Has Spoken. We've been doing a lot of these, and we've had a ton of fun. And I am here together with my co-host. Last week, uh, Riley, you didn't get enough uh, vocal time, and that was made known by a single account on Twitter that said, had the hashtag justice for Riley. Is that your burner account? Are you tweeting at me from a burner? I don't think I can say. I feel like it would ruin it if I said one way or the other. Okay. Who Can you send me this account, though? I didn't see this. Justice for Riley. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. So if you go to what your, you go to your Twitter account and go up to your account and you can switch accounts and then it's the other account you have logged in yeah. under <laughs> your parent account. <laughs> the, the account isn't justice for Riley, but the hashtag was, they said they loved the podcast last couple weeks ago with uh, Matt Van Wagnon, but there wasn't enough Riley. And so we're going to put some more Riley into this one specifically for, I guess you, Riley, since that's your burner account, unless it's your wife's burner account or her actual account. It could be. Let me see. I'm not going to do the research could be on your that. main. And then like your Riley account is the one you're using less frequently. Yeah, <laughs> it's his main account. <laughs> yeah, you're alting as yourself. I'm going to send that to you. But there, we do have another voice that's uh, chiming in here and we better intro him uh, before we get too deep into this. I would say a friend. Good friends? Are we good friends? If you're going to say good friends, Tyson, I'm not going to let you get out of that. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll, up the ante. I'll say great friends. We're great friends. We're great friends. 
we probably don't stay in touch as much as we should, but we're aware of each other. This is our friend, a journalist. It's fair to call you a journalist. I would say like a recovering journalist. A recovering uh, journalist. You know, but like once you start being a journalist, like you, it's like you never really stop. Yeah. It's but like, like you can try, like you can go through the recovery process and everything. I would yeah. say recovering journalist. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay. So recovering yeah. journalist, Josh Wiggler. And Josh, you have covered Survivor for many, many years. Yes. You were at Parade. Where else I were you? I was at Parade. For a time. Yeah. Shout out to the great Mike Bloom, who's holding it down over there now. Trying. Uh, transitioned over to the Hollywood Reporter. That's right. With the Survivor coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, and now just watching from from a, a remove. From the from couch. distance. From the couch. Like all the people on the cast this season, apparently. Yeah. They all watch from the couch. And then they're yeah. now there. And then they're like, this is it. And do you like that more or less? I think that I like it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I like it more now. I think that there's there's really nothing quite like if you get the opportunity to be in it. Like yeah. you're like plunging through the TV screen and that's incredible. And you get to see the stuff. You get to be in on the memes. But now on the other side of it, I get to be like extremely confused about what's going on and having mm -hmm. no real idea of how Survivor is unfolding other than what the TV show tells me is happening and like my friends who are still really plugged into it. It's different. It's different because I was always even before I was like covering the show, I was like super deep into the show. Now yeah. I say like I'm like a super duper, like not a super duper fan, like I'm a super duper casual fan, which is like I'm a casual fan that has like the history of the super fandom still embedded within me. But also, I have like no idea what's going on in the show right now. So every time I do log in, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I have no idea what's going on, but this is kind of fun. Yeah. We've always enjoyed your takes on uh, Survivor. And uh, I've enjoyed your presence when I've seen you and heard from you. So I thought that this would be... My favorite thing, Tyson, is like yes. if I'm traveling somewhere and it's a place that you've been, I feel like you are quick to slide into my DMs with recommendations for where to get like an exotic fruit. Like, I feel like this is typically like our love language <laughs> is if it's like, I forget what like this apple thing you told me to get when I was in Hong Kong once. Was it the custard apple? It's the custard apple. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. The guaybana. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. And I got it. It wasn't quite You didn't like right. it? Oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't right. quite right. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. I ate too many of them. And the person who I bought it from didn't want to sell it to me also. Oh, because it wasn't yeah. ripe or because they yeah. just didn't. And, but I was like, but I'm only here for like two more days. Yeah. I need to like try it. And she's like, it's not going to be ready for you. I was like, I'll still buy it. And it wasn't <laughs> ready for me. She was writing it. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we'll have to go somewhere together to get one of those yeah. custard apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you been up to? Lots of podcasting. I mean, we share a home base. Are we allowed to talk about podcasts outside of the Ringer Network? Is that fair? Is that uh, okay? That's Riley, great. am I going to get in trouble with Bill? We recognize that the Ringer podcasts are not the only podcasts in the world. We'll be fine. It's close, though. <laughs> and there's definitely a future world where it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We're not there, there are some people, they're only in the Ringer network, but, you know, we know that yeah, there's a only world outside. We're not there, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. While we still live in a free society where other podcasts can exist, you can find me over at Post Show Recaps, which is part of the RHAP Familia, mm -hmm. uh, where Tyson is also based doing uh, what I have said in the past is the best podcast out there, News AF. You still think it is? I haven't listened in a while. Wow. So you guys 
<laughs> so I guess it's not that good. <laughs> do, you, do you still have the juice? Are you guys still doing it? You're like, I think it's better. Actually, we still have the juice. Yeah, you're like just like marinating. Like, yeah, it's, like it's a just long like every marinade. day. Yeah, people are talking yeah. about getting tattoos of the logo. I now. saw a design for a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, that looked kind of great. Yeah, and we already the, have the like, Danny illustration looked particularly good. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. We have like yeah, three like or that. four yeah. people talking about getting tattoos of the logo, yeah. and more people are jumping on. So then I upped the ante and I was like, you fly to the Phoenix area to get the tattoo. I'll hold your hand while you're getting it. But you're not going to pay for it. No. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Let's price them out first. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. How much is like a tattoo of your face going to cost, do you think? I mean, how intricate is it? I think if it's just the outline or if it's that new hipster way where it's like faceless, it's just the shape of my face without a nose, eyes or mouth. That's got to be pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap. But like line work is going to take time. Yeah. And I'm getting more lines. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a dig, but like Tyson, I will say, like, if you were on this season of Survivor, you're like the third oldest person on this season of Survivor. And barely, like yeah. under, barely under the other two. Yeah. And yeah. that's, but I mean, I've, I think I was like one uh, on the challenge last year. I was like one of the oldest and I still spanked those young kids. Uh-huh. Butts, dude, <laughs> which was insane because I was like, yeah. I pickleball for workout and people are like, I played professional sports yeah. and am yeah. fresh out of professional sports. I eat humans for breakfast. Yeah, I eat right. humans for yeah. breakfast. It's like, yeah. well, I'm probably not going to win any of these. And then yeah. it was just like, I couldn't not win. Yeah. So. Sometimes you just got to be yourself. You do. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to apologize for being awesome. Shouldn't. You shouldn't. So let's get to this. We're going to do a cast analysis. We're going to do it the pod has spoken way where... CBS doesn't put the bios and the breakdowns and stuff for the contestants on CBS.com anymore, uh, which or they haven't yet, which was going to be my main source to draw from. So then I started like researching who had videos on the cast and who had write ups on the cast. I looked at EW, our friend Dalton Ross had yep. some good stuff. Mike's got a bunch going on. Mike's right got now. A there's bunch like a different stuff. interview popping every day. Yeah. So I've been looking at those listening, absorbing as much as I can. I plan to take notes on everybody and we were just going to go through and break everyone down or build them up, I guess, would be a better term. <laughs> this is the time. Yeah. yeah. Right now, they're all just potential. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> the deep, dark regrets that they're living with right now. We're not living with them yet. Not yet. Not yet. But yeah. if we hit one of them square on the head by predicting a first vote <laughs> yeah, out or something, that, that will <laughs> yeah. definitely accelerate whatever abyss yeah. they're sinking into. Yes, correct. Yeah. As I was absorbing all of this, and before we get to actually talking about the individuals, I thought there's one demographic playing this game, the Survivor Superfan. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is it like for me, every video was there was like a similar energy. Everybody's yeah. talking about how kind the cast looks, how kind they feel, how kind they seem. And I'm thinking the people who have watched Survivor for decades and have sat on the couch watching Survivor are all similarly unique. Yeah. A few other observations. We have multiple lawyers playing this season. I think yeah. it should be a requirement now for the lawyers to lie about their profession all the time, which they usually do. And they're like, yes. I'm a lowly uh, uh, construction worker. I own a company. And they're like, <laughs> that actually is probably highly lucrative, sir. No, 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 no. It's a horror, you know, like they come up with this thing. And I think it should be a requirement now that they have to lie about it. And yeah. then in their interviews, they have to talk about how jealous everybody would be of their lawyer job if they knew that they were a lawyer. Just like, 
keep pumping up that lawyer stuff. They should cast 18 lawyers. All lawyers. <laughs> and tell them all to lie about their profession. <laughs> what if they cast people and like everybody came in with like a pre-cooked job alibi provided by Survivor? Like that's the oh, twist. Yeah. That everybody has to like hide their job. And then the additional twist to that is that all of them are lawyers in reality. <laughs> but what if they get if they get found out, is there a punishment? I'm like an Apple Store Genius Bar employee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like, like a murder mystery party where you get like your character card. I work. I work at a kickboxing gym. But but like, what happens? Do you get punished if you get found out? Like, if they're like, "You're a lawyer, aren't you?" Then is there like a punishment for that? It counts as like a forever vote. Every tribal council you, you go vote. into, you've got you've got one vote against you. It's a forever per vote. person that finds you out, or once you get found yeah, out. Yeah, per person who finds you out. So then, like, if everybody finds out, you walk into tribal council and, like, you literally have to leave. Like, You're like Grandpa up. Simpson. You just go in and get sent <laughs> out. Go in and turn right back yeah. out. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I don't... I mean, I think we should workshop that a little more, but... Yeah. Short game. <laughs> Three days. Three Maybe. days. Yeah. And then the other uh, little observation I had was there's a professional punner there in J. Maya. There's someone who enjoys puns as a hobby. I believe that's Brando. And then somebody listed puns as their pet peeve somewhere along the lines. And those three aren't all on the same starting tribe, which I think is a major misstep to have a professional punner, someone who enjoys puns as a hobby, and someone whose pet peeve is puns all locked in. Like, how could that not? I mean, come on. Two pun masters on the same no, tribe. One pun master. Like, yeah. One who's trying to be a pun master. So you have the pun master rolling their eyes at the amateur right. punner. And then right. you have and they're trying to outdo each other. And then right. you have the pet peeve uh person who hates puns just fuming. Could it be like tribe captains? <laughs> this is the season of the pun. <laughs> yeah, it's like your new white collar, no collar, blue collar, but it's just like about like the quality level of your pro am and hater. Yeah, yeah, pro am and hater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Survivor forty five, pro am and hater. I would watch that just to find out what the hell is that. Yeah, pro am and hater. I saw all the pet peeve things, and then I looked at the tribes and was like, "Are we going to get this on a tribe?" And it was not, and that bummed me out. 90 minutes if they make it far enough. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of time to explore the intricacies of somebody who really hates a pun <laughs> and then another guy who just cannot stop. I'm trying to Can't find who who said puns is the pet peeve. Yeah, who's the pun hater? The pun hater, I think it's Emily Flippin. Yeah, a lot of people said slow walkers too. It's like, I got bad news for you because those camera guys on Survivor make you walk so slow so they can get the shot. That's a nightmare. Oh. That's a nightmare. That's a ni- as a New Yorker, that's a real problem. I didn't see. I didn't see anyone who said puns specifically. Granted, I scrolled through pretty quickly, but I did see that Emily. They, somebody did somewhere along the lines. Emily listed as her pet peeve nearly everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like everything yeah. irritates. Me. Emily hates everything. She said she specified that like if I haven't listed it, you can assume it's a pet peeve. Yeah, uh, she's like all of them. And I think that she's my villain pick. Like. In this era of feel-good super fans, she's going to be maybe the most villainous on the tribe or on the season. So let's get into it, though. Uh, and I'm going to preface what we're doing here. We're going to do a monster-sized 
uh, survivor superlatives. Riley's going to lead us through it. And to soften the blow to the people who we choose to be voted out first, for whatever reason, I want to say all personalities that show up and end up on Survivor can thrive. But the element that everyone has to have to make sure their personality thrives is self-awareness. If you don't know how people are perceiving you and you can't read the room when someone's annoyed with you or whatever, then that's a problem. But if you are self-aware enough to understand all of that, then any personality can thrive on the show. Well, I guess you have to have also some willpower to shut things down. Like if you're punning out of your mind and you're just like mm. on a hot streak, but you're on a tribe of Emily Flippins, then that's a flipping out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, for anyone who's listening, who we say goes home first is a consolation. If you come to Phoenix, Arizona, I'll hold your hand well, while you get, you get a, tattoo. a tattoo of my face. Also, will I will yeah. do that? And that feels like salt in the wound. <laughs> like, I'll pay for the you gotta tattoo vote it out first. Now yeah. you gotta get a yeah. tattoo of yeah. Tyson's face. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people would consider that an honor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Sorry. Tyson. Okay, <laughs> Ashley, our producer. Is there a way you can get Riley's just audio and video out of here? <laughs> We're getting a new co-host. Just pipe him out. Mid-pod. Yeah. A new co-host. Yeah. yeah. Pipe them out. No, just kidding. I'd never do that to you, Riley. Uh, before we get into it, any other observations of the cast in general? Bruce back. Bruce is back. Bruce is That's back. That's the observation. Bruce is the 21st person to return to Survivor in the 40s. That's a stat, right? Because yeah. you were one of the 20. Mm-hmm. And now he's the first of like the 41 and on era. Yep. Are era. we ever? Are these people who play in the 40s ever going to play again? Or is this it? No, I think they're going to play again. I think yeah. we're going to see us some, I mean, something's got to happen at yeah. some point, right? Survivor 50, 40s, all-stars. Yeah. yeah. Do you like yeah. Bruce coming back? Sure. For him. Oh. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Riley rolled his eyes while he said, yeah. I didn't roll my eyes. I hope that Bruce is like, mm. I hope Bruce is like really, really secretly like a devious, devious guy. Because if that's the case, there could have been like some like next level super genius and like, Okay, he's medevac me out yeah. first. Medevac me out now. Play on, p- pull on your heartstrings. Uh-huh. Bring me back the next season. No one's going to see me coming. Full shark mode. There's a video of him jumping off the boat, sticking his tongue out and doing the shakas. So I'm telling <laughs> you right now, that person that you're hoping for does not yeah, exist in that man. body. He's, he's like jumping, looks at the cameras like, ah. If, if I'm ever on Survivor and it's uh, it's a, I'm like my initial tribe. I'm like, I oh, man, I'm just not vibing with these people. This is not going well. Day two or day three, I'm gonna like just bonk my head against something, get medevac, and be like, we'll do a do over next get season. I'll be there. Yep. It's not a guarantee. There's been lots of people medevac early that have never come back. I think it's a new thing now, though. Yeah, I think we get happening within 12 hours is really like a really uh, like big draw. It's like you didn't even get going. But if you're there like six days, well, that guy with his back on the boat, he got out early. That girl, Courtney, that broke her wrist, like in the first challenge. Courtney Moon. There's yeah. a lot of people here that have gotten injured. First episode, Ben Medevaced, never to hear from again. And not to talk about everybody whose pride was injured along the way. That's right. Like a, <laughs> Which is sometimes even more damaging. amounts yeah. of emotional damage. Yeah. That's even more damaging. I think the medevac season could be great, though. 
all medevacs. I know yeah, like they did like the mini the mini version of that was Philippines, but yeah. Like, we're building out a roster. The problem with that though is that you don't get to know the character all of the characters enough to make it worth it. It's like the same thing as like the first let's do the first out uh season yeah. and then it's like but we didn't even know them. So it's would be the same as just having all new people anyways. Except for Francesca. Francesca. But the theme is like a thing you can sell. And like and this is like a, a later thought. What about this theme? Me. What about this theme? Survivor 46. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you I like don't it? need to be reminded that it's like 46 seasons of this thing. Like, I don't need to be reminded that not only would Tyson be the third oldest person on this season, but if Tyson wasn't there and I was, I'm the third oldest person on this season. <laughs> and like Survivor 46 just like throws that in your face. Like, call it pro-am hater. Like, survivor pro-am yeah. hater. Like, yeah. there was something to sell and feel less bad about. I missed the theme. I missed yeah. the theme. Bruce comes back. Yeah. I I just, I mean, I made a meme of, of him when he got hurt and when Jeff announced that he'd be back. And the meme was this guy answering 50 telephones. And it was just like, Bruce answering phone calls from all former Survivor players trying to set some pregame alliances. I was going to be like accepting phone calls from Sandra, but then I didn't want to like, you know, just uh, point her out. Poke the bear. Yeah. So yeah, poking the bear. It's not a bear. Did you reach out to Bruce? I should have. Did you try to set something up? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. I don't know what's happening in the future, <laughs> but I know that you have been announced as a returning player. Just want to yeah. say, always love you. Uh, always you're really love cool. You. One yeah. of my favorites of all time. Yeah. One of my favorite contestants of all time. Yeah. Let's get into it. Riley, you going you gonna to lead us through this thing? Yeah, we can do it. We're, so we're going to do some predictions and superlatives and that kind of thing. And I think we'll be able to explore the cast. Yeah, instead of going person by person. Yeah, right. instead of going person by person, uh, we're going to go through who really stood out to us. If you don't get mentioned, you're just flying under the radar, you know? And you probably will get at least mentioned because we're going to read the tribes and the names, but uh, no promises after that. So what if we, how about we start there with the the tribes and we'll, we'll work our way towards okay. a first boot pick for each of us from each tribe. Okay. See if we get any of them right. Okay. And then also see if any of them end up being the winner of the whole season. And then we'll look, look, uh, I love the tribe names this season, by the way. Do you? Yeah, I think that they're very helpful because like often like it's hard to remember who's on what tribe, but you remember what color they're on. Yeah. And like the tribe names like sound like roughly yeah. close to the color of the buff. Uh-huh. So it's like Bilo. OK, that's the blue tribe. Reba. OK, that's the red tribe. Yeah. And like Lulu's close enough to like, yeah, Lulu. Sure. Like, I'll get that. Yeah. yeah. I'll clock that. OK. So I appreciate that. I felt like it was instructive and helpful. Good. That is good. OK, Riley. All right, let's uh, let's start with the Reba tribe then. Okay. So Reba is our red tribe. We've got Austin, D, Drew, J, Maya, mm -hmm. Julie, and Sifu. Yeah. Uh, so Austin and D. I like D a lot. Both mentioned multiple times how much they love to have fun. I like D. D is D is top three for me. Whoa. As just a uh, someone I'm excited to watch on the show. So okay. I'm excited about D. She has great energy. She seems pretty funny. She seems like she's willing to have fun and just goof around and not take herself too seriously. Uh, but, you know, Austin and D both like had an interview full of like, I like to have fun. I like to laugh. And so those two on the tribe together, that might might have a lot of fun. We also have 
Julie, is she the oldest on the cast? She's the oldest on the cast. Yeah. Uh, I saw and it was maybe in her bio where she's like, I hope people don't think I'm as old as I am. And like, I feel like this always works out poorly, which I feel horrible about. So mm-hmm. it's like you go out there like, no, I'm, I'm younger than I actually am. It's like, no, don't do yeah. that. Like, that's not one you can lie about effectively. I think. <laughs> you yeah. don't think I could get away with that? You don't think I could be like, I'm 39? No. I love how, you. No. How old am <laughs> I? You're mid-40s, Tyson. Damn it. I mean, we can like look this up for you, Tyson. What gave it away? The face or the... Is the lines. The line work. The line. The line okay. work is doing it. Well, yeah. the other thing, yeah. too, is... is uh, It doesn't have... Like, 90% of these people are 21 years old. Yeah. You know, like, everybody here is a baby. Yeah. Like... You ha- I think if you are older than 24 years old, you have to own that on this season. Yeah. Because anything that is a potential outlier, they will seize if you do not embrace. Okay. Here's another season. Get a bunch of old people that look way younger and get a bunch of young people that look way older and have everybody <laughs> lie about their age. Everybody comes with a, a pre-written age that they get assigned <laughs> oh, at the man. start of the season. And they're yes. also all lawyers. <laughs> yeah, and they're all lawyers. They're all lawyers. <laughs> yeah. And they are either young yeah. lawyers that are superstars right out of grad school. Yeah. yeah. Who've been smoking since <laughs> yeah. middle school. Yeah. 23-year-old partners. Survivor law of ages. Yeah. Yeah. Law yeah. of ages. Is that what law you call Law of ages. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I think we're getting close. Get like one or two medibacks. I think <laughs> okay. Russell Swan was a lawyer. Man, why did they ever abandon the themes yeah. when we got stuff like this? Just yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be so good. Yeah. I'm really excited about this season because you're <laughs> just going to have like all these 23 year olds that are like, I got to lie and say I'm 30. I have made partner when I was 23. And. <laughs> And now <laughs> I got to tell him I'm a garbage man. And then you have the older guys that have to be like, I'm still in school. I went to school late and I'm still in school yeah. at community college. Meanwhile, they also are a yeah. high-powered lawyer. It's like a 46-year-old, like, gray hair. Yeah, exactly. I'm a camp counselor. But I am going to school. Going back to school. See, I, yeah. I'm the archery counselor. Just love archery. Sleepaway camp. And that's where life experience comes in, is uh, if you learned anything about archery, even as a lawyer, you might be able to fake it. So true. Yeah. Back to you, Riley. Uh, <laughs> I actually kind of liked Julie, though. I felt like she had enough uh, enough energy to like hang with these younger people, at least. Life experience is a big deal. Like she's been through some stuff. She's like been divorced. Like she's had a lot going on. She was like inspired by the second chance season. That's probably a good season to start with because everything before that mm-hmm. irrelevant to now uh, at this point, if you're going out there as a player. <laughs> uh, so I think like the life experience she's bringing to the table and like the recent survivor consumption yeah. is a good combo. And she's a lawyer. So, you know, that <laughs> that's right like she actually is yeah but is she what's she gonna tell people probably gonna lie about it <laughs> camp counselor <laughs> archery no, camp she, counselor she'll with hannah who was a camp counselor yeah yeah i like her i think she's funny but i do also think she's in a little bit of danger early okay riley where are we going from here let's yeah let's do first boots and then we'll, we can move to the next track <sighs> okay i'm gonna say julie needs to rein it in a little bit from her wait, interviews. Wait, we got to, hold on. We have to talk about uh, Jay Maya, who could have been a lawyer. She, she could have been she a got lawyer. She accepted into Harvard Law. 
Yeah. But then and she now decided she's to become a singer instead. International superstar. Yeah. Yes. Looks like she like have has, has anyone here listened to J Maya's no. music? I haven't. I feel like I should have only a little bit of snippets and stuff. Uh, but she sings like about like crossword puzzles and nerd stuff because that's what she's into and like she is a legitimate is it like comedy music singer. is it like a, no, a tenacious no. d type deal no she called, I don't she think called so. it nerd pop nerd pop yeah and it is oh. nerd pop but it sounds fine it sounds good so yeah i like jay maya i i think uh i like that and then we got drew uh basil He's the uh, Napoleon Dynamite. The sli- did he say slimy Napoleon, slimy Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, yeah. Is that does that feel yeah. self aware? Was that the kind of self aware you're looking for, Tyson? Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and Julie needs that self awareness to not be voted out first. Yeah. She needs to know, like, it, does she need to tone that down, uh, or does she need to like? Because life experience does definitely help, but if you are then assuming yourself to be the leader of the tribe because you're the oldest and have the most life experience, that's always the downfall of an older person yeah. on this show. It's tough on the tribes of three at the start also. Like, there's nowhere to hide. That's what they say, and I also have always agreed with that. But then I had some people share some stats with me that say that, like, a lot of these tribes only go to tribal council once pre-merge. You know, so if you're on a tribe that's actually kind of winning, you almost don't like most of you will see like one or two tribal councils tops. It's got to be bad, though, right? Like it seems counterintuitive that you want to go to tribal council, but like, don't you want to go to tribal council, survive the experience, like get over that initial anxiety hump? And then like if you're going into the merge with a bunch of people who haven't tribaled yet, you've got a little bit of an edge, at least like your nerves are calmer. Yeah, but uh, it's not even the nerves. It's just seeing where the lines are and knowing you can yeah. trust some people because they've said things to you that have then worked out. Back to Reba, Julie, and then my other, I think Sifu is going to actually, you know, the big strong dude, he's going to maybe have a little bit of a problem on that tribe. Also, I think it's also going to be his energy. Is his energy too much for these people? Maybe not. Does he seem really upbeat in the videos? Yeah. Yeah, he seems upbeat in the videos. And so I think it's like he, he called himself like a, he's just as crazy as Tony, which is interesting comparison, because I feel like there's only there's only really one Tony who can like play that way successfully. A couple of people call him, coming in here calling themselves like new Tony. Yeah, lots of people, to be honest. And it's like it's, he's called a unicorn for a reason. There's like there's one of them. It's the new like calling yourself Parvati. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of them called themselves that, too. Yeah. And Suri. Yeah. Suri got a lot of love from uh, the, the cast this season because they all came off the couch to play. Because, uh-huh. I mean, they're watching a lot of TV. Like, a su- super fans watch a lot of TV. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say Julie and then Sifu as... Uh, and it's really going to come down to who's more self-aware, I think. I have Julie written down. I, I would love to be wrong, but I've got Julie. I feel like it, it's a tough draw. Tough draw. Yeah, I hope I hope I hope to be wrong. I like Julie. Yeah. What do you have, Riley? Man, I don't know. I had a tough one with this tribe. Uh, I'm going to say Austin, I think, because in the one of the videos I watched, the first thing he said was that he hopes he finds his Amber out here. 
Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is not the mentality you should go into Survivor with. Does he mean like the color of his energy? Is that like the kind of amber you're looking for? <laughs> I, I think the love of his life. Oh, oh. Yeah, the love of his life. <laughs> oh. Which, sure. But sometimes those guys go for Austin's a while. Austin's going to win the whole season now. Now he is, yeah. Because <laughs> Riley is known for being... Wrong. <laughs> so wrong. It's like the, the opposite of the kiss of death. It's a kiss of life. His was the kiss of... Yeah, but he's always the kiss of death. His winner picks per episode. So on this podcast, at the end, we always choose the winner pick after the episode who are if we changed our winner pick based on the episode, whatever. And Riley, like five times in a row, his winner pick that he chose went home the next week. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for justice for Riley this season. So am I. Uh, Hashtag justice for Riley. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's go to the next tribe, Riley. All right, let's do Bello. Um, that's this blue tribe. We've got Brando, okay. Bruce, uh, yep. Jake, mm-hmm. Katura, Kelly, and Kendra. Uh-huh. The, the K-Girls. Yes. My winner pick is on this tribe. Oh, look at you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But we're not getting you to that yet. Can you tell us early or do we have to build to it? We have to. We're going yeah, to build to it. Yeah. We're going to build to it. To the climax. We're going to give yeah. people a reason to listen through the end of the podcast. Yeah. 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 Are we past the ad break yet? Because if we're past the ad break, they can leave now and it doesn't really matter for you guys. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> Cut to the ad break now. I don't know where the ad break is, but we got to get to it fast. <laughs> First out here, I mean, because I'm terrible, I just think like, Bruce going first would... I have Bruce going first as well. I honestly think he is in danger. I yeah. think uh, he... His mannerisms and his, you know, he almost is like, I played this game before, a little arrogant. Yeah. I also think that Jake O'Kane, I like Jake, but that accent is... I actually had the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a reason it to vote Boston you out. Is it a thick Boston accent? It's a thick, thick, yeah, yeah thick Boston, Irish Boston accent. 
Yeah, you know what, though? That's sort of like the Ben Affleck thing. And the Ben Affleck... There's a the, history of success with Boston. It's true. Sure. And it, it, it is the Boston Rob is like the Ben Affleck thing first. And yeah. the Ben Affleck thing is like, oh, well, you think he's kind of like a meathead. He's like a, like just like a Boston meathead. Yeah. He's just getting drunk, all this stuff. And then secretly, he speaks fluent Spanish. And like, it's incredible to behold. And he's yeah. like super, super incredibly intelligent. I yeah. feel like Jake has that upside. He does. Um, so I think like if he can get past some like initial first impressions, Correct. he may be able to just like bake himself in there. Yeah, nice. I think if he can hit the ground running yeah. with letting people know who he is without being too overbearing, I think he's going to be fine. I think Kendra's also going to have a little trouble integrating in that tribe there. Uh, she's uh, the bartender. Kendra felt... She felt what? I wasn't like totally sure about Kendra's self-awareness. That's what I'm saying. I also... Like she just, she seemed, she was a little, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just not the personality. Yeah. She's quirky, which is great. Oh, but she's from uh, Haverhill. This is a Massachusetts, there could be a Massachusetts connection between her and Jake. Massachusetts people, they'll love to either stick together or if they're from like rival sides of the streets, they're yeah, going to like tear each other apart. Kendra has a, Kendra has a pet peeve <laughs> that could be her downfall. She hates when people ask what her tattoos mean. And I always oh. say, like, if that's a pet peeve of yours, you shouldn't get tattoos all over your arms where everybody can see them. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I know that that's people's pet peeves. And I purposely ask people what their tattoos mean. And there was this girl that worked at this restaurant that had tattoos uh, on her arms. And I asked her every time I ever went to that restaurant what her tattoos mean, because she always said, it's personal. I don't like to talk about it. I was like, then why put a billboard on your arm? Yeah. In that case, I feel like your tattoos should be like self-explanatory. Like it should be like a heart that has like mob in the middle. Like, really? You need me to explain what this one means? My tattoo would say, don't ask. Yeah, don't <laughs> ask. <laughs> this is, this has personal meaning to me. Yeah. That makes me emotional if you ask me. So please do not ask. Trust me, you don't want to know inside of a heart. Yeah. <laughs> These are actually great tattoo ideas. I think uh, Jake is going to ask Kendra about her tattoos right off the bat. Yeah. But yeah. I could be wrong. I think like going by the pet peeves as far as like the, the preseason's the best. Yeah. I love the preseason so much. It's just yeah. like wild shoot from the hip judgments. You've got <laughs> yeah. like nothing really to go off nothing, of at this point nothing. in time. And the pet peeves too. It's like, who cares about the pet peeves? It's like all of them are going to be hit. It's so great because like, all of these people are like their most, as far as they're concerned, they're like their most optimized versions of themselves. Correct. They they have not had their hearts broken yet. All, all, of their, all of their ideas are still standing a pretty good shot of working right now. Like they have not just like gotten like dunked on so hard by each other, by the fans, especially like all of this stuff. It's so great. And like all we have to work on is like, I don't like it when you talk to me about tattoos. Like, I don't <laughs> want you to talk to me about that at all. But like, I actually think that like, as far as like what to grade the people on short of like, uh, it would always be fun when like I would be out there and like you're across the desk from somebody and, like, okay, maybe you can get a little bit of a vibe. Like, yeah, are you nervous. And are you good nervous? Or are you bad? Like you could tell like in person, but as far as we're concerned, like just through the screen, I think that the pet peeve actually probably is the best identifier for how you're going to do you think uh, like i think the tattoo thing is an interesting thing to read and then yeah. i think that like anybody whose pet peeve is like people snoring you know like people yeah. who snore it's like well you're boned because yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's 
You got about half the cast you got to get rid of. I don't know if you watched Survivor before, but they snore on that show. Like, you're in trouble. Like, I think the pet peeves is a tell because, like, you can get a sense of, like, okay, well, that's not really compatible with being out there. But it's also, like, to what extent do those pet peeves aggravate you? Yeah. Because, like, if you can deal with snoring knowing it's for a million-dollar game, big deal. But if you can't... You also have to, like write something here in this section yeah you do have to write something yeah. something in the pet peeve section that's the other thing too it's like you got to come up with something and everybody's trying to come up with something kind of clever so it's just like i hate the sound of chewing bananas you know whatever chewing bananas i don't know <laughs> it'd that, be like, great if your pet peeves were like coconuts sand like doing challenges <laughs> yeah that would be great yeah <laughs> not playing xbox campfires sleeping on bamboo someone's pet peeve i do think was bananas someone was like i hate them yeah hate austin bananas. said he doesn't doesn't like bananas but he hates uh wasting food worse so he'll eat the bananas not to waste yeah yeah which was uh I'm sure he laughed at that uh, that as he said it himself. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Bello, if I have to choose one, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bruce. Bruce is uh, gone first. He did talk about how his his hot take was that a woman wouldn't be voted out first this season and he really hoped it wouldn't, but not at his expense. And that seems like, come on. Survivor gods, such as they exist, yes. have a really, really <laughs> cruel sense of humor. <laughs> like, really don't have to look further than Francesca. Like, bitterly, yeah. bitterly dark cruelty. Uh, yeah. Bruce coming back just to get voted out first feels, like, way too mean to the point that, like, it's it's a pretty decent shot of it happening. Like, if I was on this tribe, like, in those first days and you're just looking for, like, any reason to vote for anybody, I'd just be like, hey, this guy already had a shot. Why don't we just vote him? I agree. What do you think, Josh? You got a, is that your pick? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's Bruce for me. Like, I really do. I think that, um, I think, and I hadn't even thought about what you just said, Riley, but now even thinking about that more, like, if I'm out there, maybe I'm trying to, like, whip the votes in that direction. Like, well, he had his shot. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was here already. And also, like, what kind of a leg up does he have from just having been here? He took the long flight to Fiji. He did the layover. He did the 11 hour flight. He's he had the adjustment period at Ponderosa. That doesn't seem like it would be like a huge advantage. And it's probably not a huge advantage. It's enough of a thing to point to. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he already got to see himself on TV yeah. a little bit and see yes. like how he was being perceived on the island. There was like some of that in the in his first episode. And so I do actually think that there's a little bit. Yeah. It's these are not humongous advantages. But there are en- there's like enough edges that like a shrewd player who needs to like rally the forces fast because there's just so few people on your tribe. Yeah. That it makes some sense. It's also hard, though, to be the cheerleader of that. <laughs> the other thing, too, is because he saw himself on TV and all of that stuff, I'm watching these videos of him and he is playing up to the camera now. He's yeah. like a coach 2.0 or 3.0 where coach now is aware of how the audience perceives him and can play into that how we want and like the moment where bruce jumps off the boat and sticks his tongue out and does the shakas and i'm like that's a returning player move who doesn't get invited back for the third time right (laughs) riley is that too brutal no that's fine i encourage this yeah Yeah, i mean is 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 it harsh yeah it's harsh but i think it's it's accurate because now there's some type of mask there as you're playing to the camera and even him being like, 
my bold prediction is that a woman's not going to go first. I'm going to make sure and this is that and that. And it's like, you know, that's a, a lot. Different story if you're telling me that like there's also footage out there or the interviews are out there where it's like, I know people perceive me this way. I'm going to play it up and be this way. Right. But in actuality, I'm going to do this thing. But it sounds like that doesn't exist. He said that people perceived him as a dad figure on the first season and he did not like that and didn't think that that was smart and he was going to be more of like the drunk or fun uncle character to people this time. Uh, uh -huh. But people, Brando in his interviews already was like, Bruce has all the mannerisms of my dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, and he, but he was like, I could work with him, but it, like he reminds me a lot. And, uh, and then somebody else did call him I think Caleb called him unk or uncle or something as yeah. his like term for him. But like, I, it's, it's hard to be someone you're not on Survivor without getting found out because yeah. it's just like too much to maintain that charade. Yeah. Alter small details. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're good with this tribe, right? Yeah. Wait, who did you choose? I'm picking Bruce. You're picking Bruce. Okay. It's a sweep oh, for man. Bruce. Bad times for Bruce. That means Bruce is winning. Yeah. It's Survivor 45 champion, Bruce. <laughs> Lulu tribe. So this is Brandon. We have a Brando and a Brandon. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is Brandon. Yeah. Emily, Hannah, Caleb, Sabaya, and Sean. And this tribe has my winner pick. Yeah, same, Riley. Ooh, maybe we have the same winner. Not mine, but it does have my top top three. Has Maybe. my top one of my top threes, and all top threes this season for me are women. And yep. I honestly feel like as I'm watching all the videos, I think most of the stronger characters this season are women. Most of the winner picks I'm looking at are women, and it seems like it is a very strong group. Like right now, preseason, and I know historically when they do returning seasons, they're always like the women that are chose like in the nine and 10 spots of returning season, people always have like a question like, well, why them? Right. And it's like, cause the women's pool for strong characters has been a little more difficult to draw from. And I think that here it's like so many of these women could be returning players could play two or three times. The, just the three of them on this tribe. Uh, like I, I already, I, I'm a big fan of these three. Uh, I, I mean, this is my favorite tribe. Is your favorite tribe? I think it's my favorite too. What's your least favorite tribe? Uh, least favorite tribe. Oh, wow. Least favorite tribe is a good question. Um, I don't have that strong of a feeling on a least. Maybe Reba. Maybe. Or maybe Bello. Or maybe Bello. <laughs> but not Lulu. But not Those Lulu. are the options. <laughs> yeah. Lulu, I like. Uh, Lulu, I think, is a fun looking group. Uh, like, You've got like, uh, I think like Sean has really interesting life experience. I yeah. think his story is really fascinating. Uh, I think that Caleb has this like, I just walk into things and do it, you know, sort of like confidence, which will either be like great and that uh -huh. will work out well or it'll be horrible for him. Yes. And so in both cases, I think like great moments to be produced uh, from a guy like that. Yeah. Um, Brandon, I know is like, Big RHAP guy, like very happy for him. Super, super happy for Brandon. Hope that works out well. It can also like go the total other way. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful it doesn't, but you really never know. Um, and then the women on this tribe are great. Uh, 
Hannah's a former summer camp person, so that touches my heart as a yeah. former summer camp person. Okay. Uh, thrilled to see her. Hannah's one of my top three favorites to watch this season. Yes. Another one that I had written down in my short list of people that I think could win this thing. She seems really good. Um, Sabaya seems fun. She seems really fun. Like the truck driver who wants to just like rally all the forces. Like, I think she could be really good TV. I got mixed from her. Like some other times I was like, oh, she's too serious. She's going to have a problem with people enjoying themselves out there. And then there was other moments where she was like laughing and goofing around a little bit. And I was like, okay, if she can channel those energies when she needs yeah. them in the right moments, she's going to be very powerful. Yeah. Survivor loves that kind of player, though. Yeah. Like the people making the show, I think, love the Sabaya type. She's like Elaine from Idol, uh, Island of the Idols. I feel like sort of like similar vibes. Like yeah. They love that kind of a player, like a Lauren Rimmer. Like yep. I think Sabaya is like fitting into that spot. And that character tends to like go decently far. Yeah. When, I don't know. But like, could she like go pretty deep or at least be really fun while she's here? I do think so. Or at yeah. least I hope so. And then Emily Flippin. What a perfect name. Because she's like flipping out over everything yeah. in the pet peeves. Literally everything seems to bother her. She, yeah, she might yeah. be our villain. Incredible. I think she'll be a villain for sure uh, if we see her long enough. She could be a first boot, depending yes. on how critical yeah. she is of people initially. Caleb, for me, could also be a first boot. Uh, a lot of people pinpointed him as the guy who's making eyes with everybody pregame, which uh, could be a problem. And his energy could be a little bit much when you're starving day two on Survivor. Uh, a lot of people like the energy toned down a little bit when you uh, are going through food withdrawals. Did you were you did you make eyes in the preseason, Tyson? What was that like for you? You I feel like you're like a very reserved preseason player. Like you're cautious. Yeah, I'm I'm more cautious because I don't yeah. want to have someone catch me making eyes with someone else. And then right. it's definitely more on a returning side. It's like less of an issue because you kind of know everybody a little bit. So you're like, hey, what's up? But the first season when I played Token Chains, they specifically were like, don't make eyes, don't do this. And if somebody was trying to make eyes, like a handler would step like in between you and be yeah. like, I saw that. And so I just like, I didn't want to get caught out doing that either. I think that was back when they had some like uh, actual like security for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like now I think like you're like, no one's like talking to each other out there, but like everybody's just like winking. Like yeah. that's happening. Yeah. And, and it's also like, Nobody knows what the other person's trying to communicate. Like, right. Caleb's like wobbling his eyebrows and winking and stuff. And he's like, I just told them the first vote out on our tribe is going to be so and so. And then the person who received it is like, That poor guy has a bug in his eye. Yeah, that guy has a bug in his eye. Yeah, it so, sucks. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a fellow lawyer. Yeah, yeah, he's a lawyer. I can tell he's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's dangerous to do that. That's like, and a lot of people have pointed at him as playing too hard, too fast in the pregame, even with just making eyes and trying to stand out by being overly energetic. So my first boot from that tribe, I mean, I think Emily is going to have a rough Ugh. first week, but I think if she can get past that first week, she's good. I think at that point, she's good. If she can find herself in the majority over, uh, you know, uh, bonding over her hatred of everything, then she is going to be great. Uh, but that's going to be tricky for her. I think Caleb would be a surprise first boot as like, does, he's not like a typical like first boot person, but I think like too much energy could be his downfall. And then 
Brandon, you know, I hate to say it. I love Brandon. I love him as a fan. I've had many back and forth Twitters with him and I've recognized his name from a decade ago. Yeah, you love to see that he's out here. I this love to see that he's out here. Yeah. It's crazy for me to watch people who were flipping out over me on token chains now on the show. And it's yeah. not the first time that it's happened now, but it's just like, whoa, that's crazy that I recognize a super fan's name now on the show. That's great for them. So I love it, but I also think that he could be in danger early on if he doesn't find his group quickly. It goes one of two ways. Yes. There's not a lot of middle ground for how this one goes. Yeah. So I think if I have to choose one, oh man, that this one's tricky. I think Brandon, Brandon, I think is in trouble. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that. Mm, no, who are you going to say? I mean, look at that list. Who are you choosing? No, that's fine. I think no, I think that's a right. Sorry, Brandon. Well, I was I was thinking of putting down my winner pick just to hedge my bets, but uh, you know, just so like I could like go real high low. But I'm not going to do pick, that. <laughs> pick a first, same person for first boot. <laughs> yeah, that's just a good idea. My bets yeah. here. Uh, but I think I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with Emily because like if this tribe does go to tribal first, yeah, uh, I think that she's in danger. And then I also think like she talks in her in her stuff and like her preseason stuff like I don't really have the survival skills, all this stuff, and everything annoys me. Like she's got to be like a really hilarious, like easily annoyed person. You know, like yeah. she's got to be somebody who's like really hamming it up in this regard and doesn't actually feel this way. And it's just such like a value add to the culture of the tribe yeah. to survive that kind of stuff. I'm hopeful because she seems fascinating. Um, yeah. But I think if they go early, Emily's my pick. I'm taking Caleb as the first boot. He just kind of gave off like a sort of funky energy that I, I wasn't vibing with. And I'm looking at the other players on his tribe and kind of thinking that most of them they don't he's the it doesn't now. feel like they'll click to me interesting yeah 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 i like that yeah he gave a he gave a like in one of his videos he gave like a sports analogy that just made absolutely no sense to me and so as somebody who covers sports for a living You're i was a sports like guy so that really yeah i was like kind of offended and, and <laughs> <laughs> just kind of put off by that so <laughs> okay no, he was like saying that people don't like the three point line in yeah. basketball, and I was like, I think people actually yeah. love the three point line. Well, that was his the hot takes, which, by the way, the the so Dalton Russ had yeah. these hot takes. I would say ninety eight percent of the hot takes were incorrect, and uh, I guess that's why they're hot takes. But uh, lots of wrongs out there. What were the two percent that they got right? A hundred percent were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I just wanted to make it seem yeah. like one of them was right so that yeah. the they didn't all come at me. But now no, it's an easier, easier uh, stat to work with because yeah. we can just move on from it. The 100 percent is easier because we can move on. But I'm going to get backlash if I said, uh, you know, one person was right, then they'd all assume they had the right hot take and everybody there's else. Also, was, yeah, there's a curiosity about that. Yeah. You so, could revise it and say that it was 2 percent. But like, I don't want to say I don't want to play favorites. Yeah, we'll just leave this in. There were like there were like some cold takes in there too. There was like, oh, I don't like all the twists or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, I've heard that. Enough, yeah, you know. <laughs> but a lot of people did like the twists. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, then so, right, then some people liked specific twists that uh, it's like, oh, um, interesting. <laughs> so someone liked Edge of Extinction. I thought. Uh, yeah, two of like, them like the Edge of Extinction. I so I think that that's a great thing to say in the preseason. 
that's like a really great thing to say in the preseason because like that gets back to the producers like that's my guy that guy yeah. thinks our really bad <laughs> idea was really good uh like i like that one so i think like that's a good strategy in the preseason i think like who you're playing for in the preseason is like not that they're gonna like throw you an idol but like yeah. maybe that just like you'll be able to like get better rapport with them in an interview yeah edge of extinction was the best fire making twist best thing that's ever happened Love to survive yeah yeah no changes necessary yeah so we got lulu i unfortunately chose brandon riley you chose caleb i chose emily I emily, emily. Yeah. yeah okay right what 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 else we got now riley well is it time for winter picks it's time for winter picks Let's do, do our it. winner picks. I've told you two of my three favorites. D, I love D. I think she's going to be fun to watch. I think she's intelligent. I think she's, you know, fun loving enough that she might fly under the radar as just like out there having fun. I love Hannah Rose. Hannah Rose was almost my winner pick and, you know, top three there with D. Uh, I think, yeah, she's had a lot of life experience early. She also seems very self-aware and uh, pretty chill, which I think is important. Probably in these 26 days, it's probably even more so important to be chill than on a 39-day season because the fast gameplay. So I, there is that. I think being chill is extra important on these faster games. And my winner pick is Kelly. Okay. Mm. Okay. Kelly Nalbandian, you are my winner pick. Do not disappoint me. I feel like in her interviews, she always had a really good answer, like even like why you will win. And she's like, I'm a, a nurse, a trauma nurse. I worked in COVID. I had all this experience with all these things, with all these people. All of that translates to this. And this are the reasons I will win. And then every other super fan on the show, pretty much when they're like, why will you win? They're like, because I want it more. And it's like, well, what will you do? Uh, we'll see, you know, nothing set in stone, but I just want it more. And it's like, yeah, but everybody else wants it. Who's the guy who really wants it the most? I think Kelly, yeah. I think she's like the full package as far as Survivor is concerned uh, in all the things you need and need to balance to go far and potentially win. She's recent to the show. She like watched it during COVID. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, her escape from being in the front lines of COVID mm -hmm. was to go and watch Survivor. So, like, it's fresh. It's probably, like, indelibly imprinted. Yeah. And it's also probably not, like, sacred for her in a way that Survivor is sacred for some of these people. And I think that that's a trap. Like, holding Survivor yeah. to, like, that yes. level is a trap. Yes. It's a trap. It's the way towards bitter, brutal disappointment. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> but you can't escape it if you've been watching you it for 20 escape. years. Yeah. You can't escape it. So I think, I think for, for her that it's recent, I think, I think is good. And like, uh, you know, social game notwithstanding, like, I mean, I got to imagine, like, obviously just like the literal, like surviving that period of time in the job that she had required not only professional know-how, but people skills. Like you have to like, you have to break horrific news to people. Yes. You have to, um, you have to like shatter people's worlds. Correct. Um, you have to like also just like manage people because of like resources. We can't do this right now or whatever. Yeah. You, you know, all of this. Like she's yeah. been through some shit. Kelly's a good pick, I think. Yeah. Kelly's the best pick. Yeah. I think if you have <laughs> someone other than Kelly, you guys are wrong. I do. I do. Uh, Let, Kelly's a great pick. Kelly's a great pick. I like her a lot, but 
Uh, I, I like her attitude and her interviews and everything. One small counterpoint, she did compare herself mm-hmm. to Parvati in her, her pregame stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, and, that's yeah. usually not good. Mean, not good for the self-awareness, just not good for the play style, just not good in general, comparing yourself to Parvati. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, but also like everybody did. <laughs> yeah, she compared herself to Sari. You got to write something did. down. Yeah. I actually had not watched a lot of Survivor when they asked me. I compared myself to Johnny Fairplay just because somebody in casting it were like, you have this Johnny Fairplay vibe. And then CBS purposely took that out of my bio uh, before they published it. Did they replace it it with a different player? No. Yeah. They didn't replace it with another player. So on my bio from Token Chains, I have no... No one no player I would I would play like or something like that. And people probably were like, God, this guy's never watched the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great they answer if you actually just said, yeah. actually, I've never watched the show. Actually, I haven't watched the show. The other answer that is very cliche is like, nobody, I've, uh, yeah. I'm the only one that I'm playing like me. And you're like, okay, that's cool. We get it. I probably said that too my first time. Riley, who's your winner pick? Okay. Um, it's actually, it's one of your top three, too. It's Hannah Rose. I really like Hannah. It is Hannah. Yep. I like Hannah, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just for time's sake, I picked Hannah as well. Wait, uh, are you trying yeah. to get out of here, Josh? Yeah, I'm done. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back to my law job. Okay, so you two <laughs> both chose Hannah, and I was between Kelly or Hannah. Yeah. Should I pick D just so that we have all of your top three represented, Tyson? No. Who was your second okay. pick over Hannah? Did you have a... Did, I didn't you, have one, no. And did you have... Riley, did you have anybody else in the running? Um, I probably could have found somebody, but honestly, when I was like watching the videos and stuff, Hannah just sort of stood out to me immediately. I was like, I really like her Checked and out. no one else did. And so it was just Hannah all the way. I was actually surprised to have one person who was so clearly my favorite, but I liked her self-awareness. I liked her attitude. I think she's fun and can kind of mesh with everybody. Um, she has a ton of life experience, just seems like a cool, cool person yeah. to hang out with. And I feel like these are just attributes that'll help her with her tribe and with the game in general too. So I'm all in on Hannah. Therapist is a good gig, I think, coming into Survivor with. Therapist is like a good one. And like, I don't even know, like, if this is the one that like you want to lie about. But I think like therapist is deadlier than lawyer. Uh, Therapist is like, it is your job. Not being like, oh, I'm going to read people and like just, you know, be able to diagnose them or whatever type of therapist. She was very like cool about being a therapist. They have to, a therapist, like beyond like I can read people. The therapist has to absorb so much psychic energy. Like the therapist has to like hold on to these like crazy stories. <laughs> and it's like they're professionally Do obligated. they though? Because I feel like I'd still come home and be like, yo, Rachel, you got to get a load of this. For That's sure. why you're not 100%. a therapist. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but like they got to be careful with who they, they have to be careful with who they trust in order to do that with, which is also probably good for a survivor, right? Like you find your one person who you tell the psychic energy. To. Yeah. If I were a therapist, I would have to have contracted multiple therapists that I am their client so that I could tell them about all the stuff I'm hearing as a therapist so that I yeah. could just like chat with them. It's not even about <laughs> like, like you need unloading. Like it's just six like six different therapists. Yeah, six different therapists yeah. that all are under the same code and be like, they got to have like, yeah, they got to have groups. Yeah. Like there's like <laughs> definitely a thread. Like there's a text. Yeah. Get this, Therapy guys. Thread. So yeah. 
Hannah was my close second for winner pick. So I had Kelly first, Hannah close second, D a third, a little bit ways down from Hannah. So uh, yeah, I think we're going to get it right. Imagine if we did. Almost certainly not. (laughs) Just almost almost no chance that anything that we just said is actually going to pan out. (laughs) Yeah, none of it. (laughs) This is the first time we've ever previewed a cast. Like imagine if we just nail it. Yeah. Imagine if I got, if Kelly, Hannah, and D were the finalists. Uh, (laughs) The other thing too is uh, before we go, if you're listening to this and are on the cast, we did a all-star pick from the first uh, five seasons of the new era or the first four seasons of the new era. And we had a couple contestants complain that they weren't chosen. And I just wanted to say, none of anything we say about the cast here really matters. We're going off of first impressions. And uh, while Jeff Probst is probably an avid fan of this podcast, I doubt he takes any of what we've said as any input for creating anything he does in the future. And so forgive us if you are feeling heated about being the first one voted out or whatever. And we hope that nobody gets voted out first. That's the world we want, right, Mm. Josh, is that nobody ever gets voted out ever. They just get to stay. Yeah. (laughs) They're still out there. So they're not listening. That's my preferred world. (laughs) Same here. So I get no feedback at all. And that everybody wins. Yeah. But if we can't have that, then uh, this is the show you get. Yeah. So also, like, if this podcast is upsetting, like, good luck. It's going to be, it's going to be a hard few weeks. It will be. This is the one. It'll be tough. It will be. This this one went pretty soft. So don't don't dive yeah. into those Reddit threads if you're uh, you're offended by it. This it, goes, it gets rough. Protect yourself. Oh man! If you still protect yourself, if you still go to Reddit and put Survivor Tyson, the stuff you'll see probably. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Josh, thank you so so much for your time thank and your energy. Thank you, Riley, always a pleasure. Riley, thank you again for being my co-host. I don't say it enough. And I realized that when I got that tweet uh, last week that I just don't say it enough how much I appreciate you. I still got to find that. Hit the, hit the retweet button. Yeah, you got to. Uh, that'll do it for our preseason extravaganza package that we've, we've done. Uh, next time you'll hear from us, it'll be to break down the premiere of season 45 of Survivor. And hopefully some predictions come true and uh, fingers crossed that some don't. Uh, until then, see ya. See ya.